This episode is brought to you by the Recharge family. The Recharge family is a service network that focuses on providing free content and resources for parents and educators so that they can better support the kids in their lives who may be struggling in some capacity. The Recharge family provides a wide variety of multimedia content with their Exhausted Educators podcast, Parents Recharged podcast, and the Recharge family YouTube channel. They also help individual families through their service-based Holding On To Learning LLC, where they'll meet with you virtually to answer any school-based or outside agency-based questions, or just to provide families with some guidance on the next steps to help their child. The good news is, if your family can't pay for this service, you don't pay anything. And even if you can afford it, it's only a donation-based service, so you choose the amount that you'd like to donate. To learn more about the Recharge Family services or to support the Recharge Family mission, go to rechargefamily.com or follow the Recharge Family on Instagram or Twitter at Recharge Family. Remember, you can do your part too in helping more families and educators get access to the Recharge Family information and resources by subscribing wherever you watch or listen to the Recharge Family content. Isn't it time to get the child in your life back on track with the support that they deserve? You can do that by going to rechargefamily.com. To all the exhausted village, I'm, that's what I'm going to call your fans, Kyle. The exhausted village. Shout out to the exhausted educator. <laughs> this is a Holding On To Learning LLC production. Woo! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You're gonna love the exhausted educator channel! <laughs> Class is in session. Here's the short ball dude from the exhausted educator show! What is going on, education heroes? Thank you for dropping into the exhausted educator show. We're back. If you're new to the program, welcome. But for everybody else, welcome back. We are on the cusp of heading into a brand new school year, and I know you're jacked up about it. Okay, maybe some of you need some slight nudging to get yourself jacked up about it. That's what we're going to do here. We're going to help you get ready for the new year, because whether you start in August or you start after Labor Day... We want you to roll back into the school year charged up because you know your job makes a huge impact on young people. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to backtrack to June. So thank you for giving us an opportunity to take a breather for a little bit. I said we'd be back in July. I'd actually hoped for mid-July, but it got bumped to the end of July. But here we are. And boy, do we have some unbelievably exciting things for you. So if you're listening on the audio podcast version, you already know because you heard the advertisement at the beginning, we are now part of the Recharged Family Service Network. And you're like, what? Well, recharged being the key word. This Exhausted Educators has always been about trying to help you recharge your educational battery. However, we are doing a whole lot more. So let me go through some of the things. We've got some major changes that I think are going to help you and also going to help families out there. And the whole mission, the whole recharged family mission is to try to help kids who are struggling. And so whether it's you as an educator, para or a teacher or an administrator or a parent, we are going to try to provide you with all kinds of content and resources so that you can then help those kids because we've got a lot of kids living, in, living on the struggle bus. And we need to do our part to roll up our sleeves and get in there and help them because 
It's been challenging. The last few years have been extremely challenging, whether you're an educator or whether you're a parent. And so we've wrapped it all together in one big family called the Recharged Family. So to start off, our social media stuff has changed. We are no longer at Exhaust Educator. You now can find everything that we're doing under at Recharged Family. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. And then also, if you're interested, it's the same handle on YouTube as well. So we are still pushing this program out, the Exhausted Educators, on YouTube. We're still pushing it out on all of our partners on the audio podcast version. We're still pushing it out every other Thursday. However, we've got some other layers, some other arms to the Recharged Family Network, and we want it all to work together as a big family. Because in my opinion, and hopefully yours, the best way to help kids that are struggling is through creating a family between the school and home. Everybody working together with a common cause, everybody on the same page, which is not easy. But from our end, we're going to do our part to try to bring out content resources, and even service to those of you who need it. So let me share with you a few of the other things that we've got, we've been cooking over the last few months. We've been busy and we've been busy. So yes, social media stuff has changed. However, I'll tell you, you can also find one other change and it's the website. So no longer are we at the Exhausted Educator website Uh, That is up still temporarily, but that's going to get taken down. You will now find all of our stuff at rechargedfamily.com. Trying to make everything super easy and super streamlined, and you will be able to find all of the things that the network is doing, and you will be able to find all those services, whether it's content-related or whether it's the actual service that Holding On to Learning LLC is providing, where we're working with individual families for free, If they cannot afford it, it is completely free. If they can afford it, it's a donation of a choice for them. Anything from a dollar to five to whatever. We are not in the business of trying to uh, take money from families. It is tough out there. And so from our end, what we want to do is jump on a Zoom call with families and help them understand what kinds of things are out there to help their kids, help them understand what life is like in school settings, and help them and you combine together as a family to work together to support the individual child. That is the whole package. The other piece of what we're doing is, uh, uh, although we were off for a little bit, the other podcast, which rolled out the beginning of June, Parents, the Parents Recharge show has been cooking, and that's my solo podcast, and that's really all about giving information and content and resources to parents to help them, whether it be at school or also reaching out to outside agencies. And I say that as someone who is a parent who has three kids with all their unique challenges. And that is something that I feel strongly about and passionate about trying to help families as well. So we're trying to package it all together and it's all under the Recharged Family Service Network. Again, rechargedfamily.com and you'll see everything that's out there that we're trying to do. So, whew, take a breather for a second. That was a lot. Like I said, we've been busy. It's exciting stuff, though. Trying to, make, trying to take our passion and drive it forward so that everybody benefits. That's really what it's all about. This particular show, though, is going to be all about you and getting you jacked up for a school year. So hold on tight. 
Let's get this thing rolling. Here's the rundown for this episode. In just a minute, I'm going to share with you some practical tips and advice to get your school year off and running, hopefully to get you juiced up so you can get going, get back in the classroom and help those kids, not just for you, but also so you can better support those learners in your classroom that are coming to you, whether you're ready or not. Then we're going to go into a party time story where I'm going to share with you an experience of starting a school year that didn't go all that smoothly, we'll say. I do want to share, before we jump into the next part, I want to share a couple things that I didn't get to in the first opening segment. So there's a few things you need to know uh, about maybe some tweaks to the Exhausted Educator Show. One is that the party time episodes will now be only on my solo episodes. In other words, when it's just me, that will be the times if you're going to get a party time story that will be it. And if you're new to the program, party time is just an opportunity for me to tell a story, maybe some weird demented story, and it relates back to your classroom in some some way. The episodes where it's going to be guests, which is going to be quite a bit, and it's not going to have a party time episode uh, anymore. I've tried to figure out ways that I can streamline and make all of these arms in our recharged family network work. And so I've, I've kind of slimmed down and we've done some cutting in certain areas just so we can bring in more more content so that is going to be a tweak. So keep that in mind. The other, the other pieces I want to share with you, not exactly related just to the Exhausted Educator Show, but to the whole network that I didn't get into. Number one, you can find the Exhausted Educator Show in the, the YouTube version on our YouTube channel, Recharged Family. It's not Exhausted Educators anymore. So you'll find it there. And we are now dipping our toes into the water of doing like tutorial and informational videos to help educators and families on our YouTube channel. So we're going to have two types of experiences there. One's going to be information kinds of uh, pieces that we put out to help struggling learners, help the uh, families, help the parents, help the educators so they can support struggling learners. And we're also going to have these shows, the YouTube version, still posting up. So those will both be there as well. The last thing I want to share with you, super important, Speaking of guests a second ago, we have got some really big time guests lined up. I think it's going to be an amazing year ahead of us. Super excited about who's coming. Where do you see? Where do you see some of these people? It's going to be awesome. Really excited about it. I hope you are too. All right, let's get moving. So I'm going to share with you some practical tips, maybe some advice to get your school year off and running. But I do want you to know this. Although school year's coming, still find ways to recharge. So many of you have been, you know, you've had your feet in the sand, you've gone camping, you've spent time, extra time with your family. Yes, yes, and yes, yes, yes. Absolutely, keep doing it. Squeeze that in. I know what happens, though. You start to hit the end of July, and you're like, oh, here it comes. And then you have a couple approaches. It's either one I'm not dealing with that until like right before and they make me come to school. <laughs> or two, I'm all in and I'm going to, you know, feverishly you know, do everything I can. Probably the answer is many things. It lies in the middle. Try to do some things to get yourself going, but don't stress yourself out too much. You still need opportunities to recharge your battery so that when you start, whenever you start your school year, you're feeling good about it. And hopefully you're excited because last year beat up so many people in education and it was just a real challenge and everybody needed 
So just some time to get away, regroup, and recharge. So keep that in mind. Now, you do need to look ahead. We're at the end of July. We're moving forward. What comes next? So much of what I've learned in all my years, whether it was teaching or even especially coaching, because in case you don't know, I coached 13 years at the high school. I was a, a soccer coach at the high school. And what I would always tell my players, whether it was the girls' team or the, the boys' team, was that we needed to make sure that we prepared the right way because you're, you're always more likely to have success with better preparation. So with that in mind, I want you to think about a few things. All of what I'm about to share with you is not groundbreaking. It's just all about getting to know some of your kids beforehand. Sure, I could go down through and give you all these tips about make sure you've got your curriculum lessons all sketched out, you have a scope and sequence, make sure all those things that are very good that are really important to get you rolling, but that's not what this advice is going to be about. This advice is really going to be tailored towards just those handful of students that you know have some needs, whether it's behavior needs for a lot of you, that's probably it because that was what really put a lot of people either over the edge or near to the edge last year. Or maybe it's identifying kids who have some academic struggles or some mental health challenges or some social emotional uh, challenges, identifying some of those students with needs and looking at those specific needs that they have ahead of time. You see, what happens is this. You roll into the school year, and it's like somebody lights a match, and everything goes up in flames because things are moving 900,000 miles an hour. This is an opportunity over the next few weeks, over the next month, or however long you have to look at things, but also look at things with a fresh mind and maybe a little bit of an opportunity to breathe as you soak it up, right? There's a difference between you know, going in and just running around like crazy right from the jump to learning things, taking in information at your own, at your own pace. So with that in mind, here's a few things to think about heading into this year that probably a lot of people don't already do. Some of you might, and if that's the case, pat yourself on the back. So first off, what can you do to learn your roster, specifically some of the students on your roster? So if as soon as you get an opportunity to reach out to your administration and figure out who's going to be in your classes, here's some advice for you. Figure out, number one, identify who those students are that are going to need some extra help, whatever the help might be. And then is there some people you can talk to who can give you some background knowledge about this, about that specific student, about their needs? Now, I will tell you this. This can be a two-edged sword because (laughs) if you're reaching out to the former teacher, they might tell you 900 things that are not positive about this student, and it's not because the student is horrific. It's because they've been through the trenches over the last year, and they know the challenges that that student faces. What I'm saying is, listen, but filter. Filter. Anything that people tell you, filter it through a lens of, okay, I'm hearing what you're telling me, but I also know last year was a challenging year. And so we're going to try to regroup, and we're going to try to help this kid right from the jump. And so what you do is take in that information. Reach out to a, a former teacher, former teachers. Reach out to your administrator. Your administrator is going to give you some background knowledge. 
here's a really good one that people don't think about. Reach out to counselors before the school year starts. And here's why I say this. A counselor is going to give you a more holistic approach to how they view that child. They're not in the classroom every single day watching their every move. They're not worried about Jerry who's, or not worried as much, about Jerry who's interrupting class constantly with his behaviors. They've got a little bit more insight to maybe the background of the student, maybe the home life of the student. It's not that the teachers don't. It's that the counselor is really going to give you a whole look of the child. I don't want to say a softer look, but to be honest with you, counselors just can give you a, a more spread out view, not just poignant on, you know, this student's behavior does this and this, this. You got to make sure that Jerry does this, 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 and this. It's more about understanding the kid. So counselors are a really good, per, they're a really good resource to reach out to. So keep that in mind. What you want to do is start to gather the evidence of a kid. Gather the evidence of who they are. Gather the evidence of what their needs are. Gather the evidence of what their struggles are. And please, please, this is super important. Gather some evidence about their strengths. Gather some evidence about what they are into. Because the reason I'm giving you this information is I will tell you this from experience. If you want your classroom to function at the best possible way it can over the course of the year, you got to get those kids who you know are going to be interrupters. I mean, I'm not saying like constantly like interrupting what you're talking about. I'm saying like interrupting the flow of your lessons or need more uh, academic support. You're going to need to take more time to help them. Whoever it is in your classroom that you are going to need to give more support to, you've got you've to identify them and you got to get with them quick. They need to know, specifically if a kid has behavior challenges, they need to know not that you're their best friend, but that you care. They need to know that you care about them. And if you can do your part to figure out some things about them ahead of time, they're going to understand, hey, this person is into some of the things that I am, or at least they care about knowing what I'm all about. I'm going to throw in this other layer of, of information for you. So there's know the student, and then there is, and this is a specialty one, and it does take a little bit of extra, but it can be, it can be a, pay huge dividends. Can you reach out to the parents ahead of time? I can't tell you what it would mean for a child who last year, let me paint a picture, maybe they, all they did was get in trouble all year long. And then for a teacher to call home, you know, a week before school, introduce themselves and say, hey, I am so-and-so, and I want to make sure that Lisa starts the year off great. Can you tell me anything about your kid? Is there anything you want me to know about them? Is there anything that you think would help them be more successful in the classroom? You see, you want them to walk through the door with a blank slate, even if last year was just didn't go well. And I'll tell you what, you, what you, you've just done. Cracking that door open with the parents is super important. And yes, it's hard to get some, some parents involved. It really is. I Believe me, I know. But if you can dig in there a little bit, they're going to know that you, you're coming from a right angle and that you are caring about their kid. You're going to set the precedent right from the jump. You want them to be successful. You want their kid to be successful. It can mean a world. And so here's why. Yes, we want, the, we want their child to walk through the door and feel great about starting the school year 
knowing that that person in the front of the room cares about them. However, if things go off the rails, and if the kid is behavior challenges, it's going to at some point. When you reach out to the parent then, they're going to already know you're coming from a place that cares. Because there is a huge difference of having a teacher who is reaching out to a parent because I just want to make sure Lisa gets back on track. I know her potential as opposed to I'm calling the parent and I'm telling them all the things that their kid did wrong. That's not going to go off well. And one of the focuses of the whole recharged family is getting families and the school working together to support the kids who have the most struggles. It's not rocket science and it's not easy, but it is possible in many cases. So if you can crack the door open before the school year starts, then when the school year is rolling and things maybe go off the rails, your message to the parents, it's going to be received in a better fashion because they know that your heart's in the right place. I'll throw out this other tidbit. After a day, things go well for Lisa, call then, email then and say, hey, I want you to know Lisa started off today with me. Awesome. Drive home that message from the jump that you care and you have your eyes wide open that she's or he can figure out that you're looking for the things that they're doing really well. It makes a big difference, believe me. Last thing I'm going to throw at you is this. Again, this is all about knowing the student, gathering information ahead of time. If you're at the secondary level, much, much more difficult. You have so many more students, and it it can be really challenging. However, if you can pick off maybe one or two in each class that you know you're going to get, it can help things fall into line. Because if you can take and help the students that you know are going to have the most challenges and you focus on them right from the jump, if you can get them on the rails so that they know you care about them and that you're willing to bend over for the, bend over backwards to help them, they are more likely to fall in line. Doesn't mean they definitely will, but they're more likely. Last thing I'll share with you is this. More than likely in your classroom, you're going to have a couple kids who have, or maybe maybe more than a couple, uh, IEPs, 504s, or maybe they're in like tiered interventions, whether you're doing uh, MTSS or RTI, some kind of intervention support. Their kids are at risk. It's time-consuming, but super beneficial. Spend a couple minutes and look at those ahead of time. I can't tell you what it means as a parent who has multiple kids on 504s. I can tell when, when, I, when I talk to a teacher at the beginning of the school year, if they know the 504 even a little bit, maybe not all the way through, they just know a little bit, I can tell. It means a lot to me. And I'm no different. You will impress parents when you first call them if you know a little bit already about their kid. You will impress your administrators, if you're a new teacher, some helpful hints, if you already know a little bit, you've dug some, you've done some digging into the 504s or the IEPs, or you know a little bit about the academic support they need through tiered interventions. All right, so there it is. Multiple tips to help you get started. The last thing I want to share with you in this section is this. (sighs) Breathe. Summer's not over yet. You don't have to cram. You don't have to hit the panic button yet. So just gather some things. And remember, remember, yes, this is challenging work. But my goodness, is there a more rewarding job in <laughs> anywhere than making a dynamic impact on young people? And I truly mean that. Hard work? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Great work? Oh, when you get the light bulb to go on, 
or you've made a positive impact on a young person, sky's the limit. There's no better feeling than when you know you've made a positive impact and you've helped a kid. Party time. In this edition of Party Time, I'm going to share with you some experiences with, that I had on the first day of school in a couple different years and the lessons I learned from these stories uh, because I learned to uh, understand the learners right from the jump in my classroom and read the audience. Read the audience. So let me take you back. So years ago, many years ago, I say many, like 10 I was a fifth grade teacher, and then my, my principal had asked me to drop back down to third grade again, which I'd done for many years, and I was happy to do because I loved third grade. When I was in fifth grade, I used to share a story, though, uh, that was the same story that I would share with uh, my soccer players at the high school for many years. I shared it many years because I thought it was a great example of leadership. And the story was about Native Americans, how they used to hunt buffalo. And so what they had brilliantly had figured out was that if we can corner them down to like uh, a cliff and we keep pushing, if we get one to go to, to jump, the rest will follow. And so I would always bring that out to my soccer players and say, the importance of leadership is if you have your leaders leading in positive ways, the others will follow. If you have your leaders leading in negative ways, Unfortunately, they will follow as well. And I would share that with my fifth graders when I was teaching fifth grade at the time. And so I would always share that the first day of school. And when my, my principal had asked me to move down to third grade, I thought, you know what? I didn't do this before when I taught third grade before, but let me share this the first day of school. So I gathered the kids around and got them all around on the carpet. I'm going to finish this day strong with a, a good solid lesson of leadership. And I shared with... <laughs> I shared with them this story about the buffalo. And it wasn't quite the reaction I used to get from the fifth graders. Instead, the first question I got was, what happened to the buffalo? What happened to the buffalo when they, oh, sweet girl, <laughs> asked me with like in tears in her eyes, what happened to the buffalo as they went over the edge? And then I had to like try to scramble. And then I realized at the end of the day, I taught I, my first day with a new co-teacher, by the way, I explained to her, you know, I'd apologize and said, yeah, that probably wasn't the best bit for me to do right at the end of the day. I had a couple girls crying. I had one gentleman. He had this horrible look on his face like, the poor buffalo. <sighs> Not one of my finer lessons that I rolled out. However, it was great for fifth grade. It was great when I was working with high school kids but it didn't work with third grade. And I tell you that because you need to understand your audience, right? Again, going back to the advice, can you know a little bit about your, your students when they come in? Same kind of thing. Understand your audience right from the jump. You're much more likely to be successful. The other piece that I want to share with you is this. The following year. So I had the Buffalo, the Buffalo story to start a third grade year. Then the following year, I had done a little bit of research. I talked to some people, talked to previous teachers. I talked to a counselor. I talked to principals. And I knew, that I knew ahead of time I had a crew coming to me, right? And so I always have a lot of areas to improve on, but probably one of my biggest strengths is trying to develop 
relationships and rapport with kids who are struggling in some capacity. It's what we've always be- have a strong belief in. I really, from the jump, had learned a little bit about at least a handful of the crew that was coming into me. That day, the very first day, you are looking at your class, fresh class. It's like clay you've got to mold, right? Like it's, it's a beautiful thing. But sometimes some students will set themselves apart and show themselves on the very first day exactly what you're working through. Not always. A lot of times you get a honeymoon period, right? Where the first day is like, ooh, wow, what a great class I've got. Three weeks later, you're like, oh, these kids are driving me crazy. In this particular case, this year, I had a handful of students, probably more than a handful. They showed themselves in the first day. And I remember looking at a few of them who I know, who I already knew ahead of time, had some behavior challenges, who I already knew ahead of time had um, were actually receiving medicine for whatever struggle they had. And so I actually had, they had a, a long day, a long day that we, my co-teacher and I, we worked, that, worked with them to get through the full day. But we both realized that they probably, there were three of them that didn't have medicine that day. And so we just needed to get to the end of the day, regroup, and then work with the team, work with our nurse, see if the nurse wants to contact the parents, we need to make sure that they have what they need to be successful at school. The end of the day, the last 20 minutes of the day looked like this. Me sitting at the back table with three kids while lessons going on because I was well aware that these kids, would, they, they'd been spent. They gave their, they gave their best and they were, they were pretty much ready for the end of the day. Been, it'd been a long day for them, especially without the medicine that they needed. So the end part of the day looked like this. And I, for because I don't want to share the actual names. I will go with Jerry, Sam, and Lana, right? So Jerry was looking at the clock in the back of the room. And every time it would come around, one minute, he'd get to the top, and he'd go, woo! He was pretty excited about it. And, <laughs> and then there was Sam. And Sam would just stand up, sit down. Stand up, sit down. And sometimes she would even verbalize that too, like stand up. Sit down, stand up, sit down. And then there was Lana, who, for whatever reason, every couple minutes would go, woohoo. So the last 20 minutes of my day working with those three looked like this Hooray! Stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, woohoo! Hooray! Stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, woohoo! 20 minutes of that. <laughs> I remember regrouping with my co teacher at the end of the day thinking, Oh my goodness, what are we going to do? This crew, this crew. You know what we did? We regrouped. And those kids were awesome. Yeah, they had their challenges. Yeah, they had some things they were working through. But they were really cool. They were really cool kids. And it was an honor, a pleasure to get to know them through the year. And yeah, we had to work with the families to make sure that we had all the pieces in play to help them be successful. But it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. So that's the end result here, right? Understand going into your school year, you're going to need to understand your audience a little bit. You're going to need to understand your learners a little bit, at least a little before you start. It can make a world of difference because if I had known a little bit about Jerry, Sam, and Lana, I might have bolted after day one. I might have been like, oh, I've hit the, I've hit the, I've hit the limit here. I, I can't handle anymore. 
but I knew enough to know they've had some success. What's different here? And we were able to put it together. Again, working with the family, working with a variety of people at school. We built a team and we were able to help those kids. Let's get ready. Let's get ready, people. It's coming. Whether it be in a couple weeks or a month, it's coming. The start of a brand new, a fresh school year. And here's something great. Yes, I know, less time at the beach or less you know, extra time you know, doing things with the family. But here's the good news. You have real opportunities to make positive impacts on young people this year. Wouldn't it be great to be at the end of this next school year looking back and thinking, wow, really played a part in trying to turn Larry's life around. Wow, Lisa, she really grew in her reading skill. Or, man, Matt, that guy, his behaviors in class just, wow, he grew so much this year. That is super powerful stuff. I'm telling you, being a teacher comes, it's hard work. Being a para, hard work. Being a principal, hard work. But my goodness, there's not, there's not a lot of jobs that are more rewarding than what we do. So keep that in mind. Maybe that'll give you a little bit of juice, a little charge to push forward. I want to remind you about some of the major changes that we have had that we're so excited about. And hopefully I haven't bitten off more than I can chew because there's a lot going on. We're trying to keep up and just really excited about where we're headed because it all revolves around my passion of trying to help people who help kids and help specifically parents and educators who are working with kids who struggle. I'm passionate about it. I've built my career on it. And I would love to be able to do more. And I think this, this service network is going to help us with that. So again, some of the changes. We now have our YouTube channel, which will continue to have the Exhausted Educator Show, but we're also going to start to put out a variety of uh, information content for educators and for parents to try to help you in a variety of ways. The Exhausted Educator Show is going to continue to roll on. Audio form, YouTube, tell your friends about it. We appreciate it. Also, shout out to the Teach Better Network because the Exhausted Educator Show is a part of the Teach Better Network. And speaking of the Teach Better Network, if you don't know, in October, there is a Teach Better Conference. If you got time in October, that's highly beneficial to check that out. Some of our former big-time players we've had on, on our show before, Dave Franjosa is going to be there presenting, and Laura Rizzo, two dynamic people, but there's a lot of others too. And so shout out to you, Rizzo. Shout out to you, Dave. Um, good luck out there. But my goodness, it, it, it's going to be an amazing event. If you're able to go, I'd highly suggest checking it out. A couple other things. If you know parent who needs, maybe they've got some kids who struggle, tip them off about the Parents Recharge Show. It's my other podcast. This comes out, The Exhausted Educator comes out every other Thursday. The other week, every other Thursday, is the Parents Recharge Show. We alternate so we can get a podcast rolling every week. So tip parents off about that. That's got everything from, you know, diving into working with IEPs and working with schools and finding strengths and 
helping areas of need with kids, 504s, tiered interventions. There's a lot. I've already got a lot of, you know, been putting out a lot of content through the summer in that podcast and will continue to do so. You can also find on our rechargedfamily.com website more information on holding on to learning, which is our service-based business where I try to help reach and reach reach out to families and try to help them in any way that I can. It's really it's pretty simple. They jump on a Zoom call with me. They tell me maybe they give me some questions about school, some questions about how to help their kid. And I give them some ideas, some resources to help them. And the good news is for families that can't afford it, completely free. And if your family can't afford it, it is completely donation-based on whatever you want uh, to, to offer. So I'm not trying to gain a lot of money here, just trying to get a lot of support out to the people who need it. Which brings me to this comment. If you haven't subscribed wherever you're listening or watching, please do so. I'm not, you know, jumping out of my seat telling you, smash the like button and all that kind of things like a lot of YouTubers will do or other people who are, you know, creators. But I will tell you this, it's legit. Like if you subscribe where you listen, you subscribe on YouTube, the content of what we're trying to work on for our mission, the Recharged Family Mission, it's going to get out to more families who need it. It's going to get out to more educators who need it. And that's really what we're trying to do here. Trying to just trying to help. So keep that in mind. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, make it a great year. Take care of yourself. Continue to take care of yourself. Summer's not over yet. Take care of yourself so you can take care of them. Thanks a lot. See you again soon. Party time. It's like sirens are going off in my head. We're going to try to just not be horrible. I'm watching you, exhausting entertainers. Always watching. Last Christmas. <laughs>